how Lawis was, was rescued by the White Roses. From Echoes of the Forest by William Edgar Brown. Read for LibriVox.org by Sandra. A Legend of the Oregon Indians. Long ago on Mount Tacoma, on the snow-capped Mount Tacoma, lived Nakani, the great spirit. Near the fields with white snow covered, tended he his flocks of wild goats. From this rocky elevation looked he down upon the red men, cared for them because he loved them, ruled the world by his great power. Now below him, in the valley, dwelt the beautiful Lawiswis, perfect both in form and feature, graceful she in every gesture, other maidens all surpassing. At her birth the tinted seashells gave her of their wondrous beauty, gave her of their matchless power, gave her of their sweetest music, and the roses gave their fragrance. When she went unto the seashore, all things seemed to do her bidding, vied the shells with one another, who the morning dew could bring her soonest, that she be not thirsty. And tis said the flowers loved her, when to paradise she wandered, that she might walk in the garden, all the roses bowed before her. One day, looking down the valley, saw Nakani, fair Lawiswis, and straightway he loved the maiden. No more peace possessed his bosom, till his beauty's bride he made her. For her comfort built a teepee on the mount near to the valley. Now Nakani built his teepee, not as any other built he. Of white roses did he make it, pure as the fair maid Lawiswis. No sharp thorns had they upon them. In the land of wondrous beauty lived these two in joy together. All the sky seemed full of sunshine. All the mount was full of songbirds, and their hearts were also singing. When Nakani on the mountain absent was from his Lawiswis, when with Kolesnas was conversing, or with Skemson, bird of thunder, or with Yuch, chief of thunder, in the care he left his loved one of the beautiful white roses. Keep her from all harm, he charged them. Let no evil thing befall her. In your watchful care I leave her. Bending low, the roses answered, Fear thee not, we will protect her. Far down in a deep gorge valley where the sun was seldom shining, lived the evil spirit, Memelik. Fierce and horrible her face was, and her voice was like the thunder of the conger skins, her blanket, joined together with the fingers of the many slaughtered fairies whom she, in her fiery anger, had destroyed in that dark gorge land. Round her waist and neck, Memelik wore a string of poisonous serpents, and when she, her foes, was seeking that they might pursue and kill them, severed she the string and loose them, saying to them, Haste, my children, hasten, that you may destroy them. Make them bow beneath my power, make them cringe and bow before me. Now Lawis was Memelech hated, for she was so pure and happy, and her ways were ways of kindness, not like the evil-hearted Memelech, not like that vile one accursed, her black heart was filled with fury that Lawiswis was abiding in safe keeping of her husband, 
happy in her beauteous bower of the pure and spotless roses, thus she purposed to destroy her. When she saw the flocks of wild goats far upon the snow-capped mountain, near the blue sky of the heavens, straightway she unloosed the serpents, bade them go and slay Lawiswis. Then the poisonous serpents answered in their eagerness to please her, O oh, Memelech, we obey thee. And forthwith they swiftly glided to the place of the white roses. Now the roses were not sleeping. Their sharp eyes o'erlooked the valley for that pure one they were guarding, who in her teepee was lying, of her danger all unmindful. And they said to one another when they saw the serpents coming, How shall we protect the maiden? Guard her from these poisonous reptiles. Near and nearer came the serpents. They could see their fierce eyes gleaming. While they spoke, the fiery serpents were upon them in the bower. Then, by strength and power of magic, through the air they sent a message to Nakani on the mountain, telling of his loved one's danger and his timely aid imploring. High upon the snow-capped mountain, swiftly he received the warning, swiftly gave the pure white roses of his great and wondrous power that they might protect and save her. None too soon returned the answer from the chief upon the mountains, for at just that very moment round the white and beauteous roses those vile snakes their coils were winding, that upon the fair Loiswis, calmly sleeping in her bower, they might cruelly fall and kill her, in her flesh insert their poison. But the flowers knew life had taken, felt that power had been imparted, Changed they at that very moment, changed they to a bright red color, and with long sharp thorns their bodies quickly they had covered over, and the serpents, torn and bleeding by the thorns which sorely pierced them, found their bodies torn and bleeding, loosed their hold upon the roses, fell back to the vile Mamalek, to the dark gorge which concealed them, to the place of bats and serpents. Then Nakani cursed Memelech with a curse for her vile purpose in that gorge with bats and serpents should Memelech dwell forever to the land of light and beauty she should never be permitted to return to harm his children thus it seems that where the good is something evil comes to harm it every blade of grass is threatened by the blight or by the insect every beauteous flower that blossoms has to fight to shed its fragrance Every leaf upon the green tree has some enemy to harm it. Every virtuous noble person who would make this dark world better has a demon track his pathway, like the serpents of Memalek, when they came from the dark valley and attacked the fragrant roses. But another power is working, who is stronger than the serpents, and he sends his white-winged angels, who will ever guard the noble. On their hands will safely bear them and protect them, by his power. Keep them safe in time of danger, guard them till their work they finish, and at last he will convey them to the land of endless sunshine, where the flowers are ever blooming. End of poem. This recording is in the public domain.